0: Oh, look at that what can i say i mean the first thing that pops out is the fact that it's 67 percent alcohol look at that's really oh god that guy's not doing very well or oh that guy's
1: kill it that guy's killing that guy well I, my, my tail's way fancier than yours
2: <laughs> i just i wanted to give him what we the speech we give to all our guests if we take the piss you fucking take it and you don't give it back
0: to another episode of the neutral cider hotel podcast i am your host <laughs> gabe cook coming up on the show today we'll be chatting and tasting with the infamous cider george does he have a surname i don't know we'll find out and before we wrap up we'll get back to answering your listener questions but first well following on from last week's episode all about Perry. I had the opportunity to head back to, up to the Shire, to the heart of Perry Pear Country, in sight of May Hill, to to do a little bit of filming. Actually, about the Ooh. Perry Pears for mm. for camera for their learning and discover pages on their website coming soon. There will be me wearing. What am I wearing? Was I wearing? Oh, I was wearing my yellow check. Plaid shirt, actually.
1: Um, I, I will say, just as a tiny, I guess, a horse of knowledge, because we've addressed it before.
0: Donkey of shame? I don't yeah. Know. The, yeah. <laughs> <donkey> of
1: shame? <laughs> the shire horse of tragedy. So um, yeah. we, uh, we need to say for the American audience that uh, it's the campaign for real ale. It isn't just you going to Herefordshire with a camera. Ah, Yes. Um, so can you give us an explanation as <laughs> to what that body is in a brief
0: summary? Thank you very much. It is the primary consumer organisation for beer and cider in the UK. It's got something like 180,000 members and they host huge, amazing beer and cider festivals. It's all in the single space uh, all across the country, focusing primarily on the more traditional exponents of uh, beer and cider and Perry. for beer, that means cascale, which is, you know, the the warm, flat, not fizzy oh. beer as uh, oh, uh, no, that, that's oh my right. God. No 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 no. <laughs> Wait. Hang okay. On. That was that was me being an american if i were drinking that beer when they come over and go oh my god the beer is so warm and flat i obviously would not call it as such it's the finest exponent of what beer can be <laughs> i am a big fan of cascale and now we've managed to uh switch the, uh, the degree of alienation from the whole of scotland to the entire <laughs> beer drinking community
2: <laughs> Shit.
0: anyway oh so campaign for real ale uh, thank you very much for paying me to go and do this wonderful perry video i love you don't hate me um Actually, so yes, we went up and we filmed in these beautiful, beautiful pear orchids. It's the area that I'm from and I'm, I'm used to these trees, but it was just a most majestic sight to see them out in bloom. These amazing white flowers. These trees are huge and all of that jazz. So it's just a, a lush moment to get back to the shire, back to the roots. And I also picked up a bottle of peri that I had made from the 2019 harvest. Mm. And the survey oh. says, it was all right. Well, I mean, uh, maybe maybe I'm my own worst critic, but it was it was a little bit fruity. But
2: mm. it wasn't that bad, <laughs> Scott. You haven't even tried it yet. You are uh, the one reviewing it. <clears throat> I said, "Hmm, not." <laughs> he didn't say. Oh.
0: Can he find something on the sandboard that is mediocre or indifferent? Uh.
1: That's magical. I no, will take that, that. no, i mean I that. will take that.
0: That's right. A, 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 a soundboard contract is legally binding. I am having it. <laughs> oh, Certainly, God. what that sound effect does uh, imply is the improvement on the 2019 Perry versus the 2018 Perry, which, of course, rather infamously tasted of sausages, which now was not.
1: Now you can use your sound, Scott.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: appropriate thank you very much Um, so yeah nice nice to have a nice to have a taste of the perrier it's been stuck in my brother's basement for well for the last year basically so nice to nice to have a little taste so yeah good Mm. to be back up in the shire in the sunshine anyway martin my dear friend what's been happening in your week well um i really should have plugged this more pre-event
1: Uh, we've had so many news sections. (laughs) What's happening this week? I don't know. Not much. I'm just like, I'm doing all the research and just ignoring, couldn't see the forest for the trees because uh, this Friday just gone, uh, it was the release of my cider in touch uh, with Pilton. And it was the, um, it was the second iteration. Uh, So last year, the first touch, Stay in touch. Yep. It, all, all of the other ways of saying um, keeping okay. in touch, uh, staying in contact, seeing your mates. Uh, <laughs> these are all the sequels they're coming up with. <laughs> but, um, but no, so it was, it was lovely. It was one of those where, um, it's on Pilton's page on Instagram, uh, and it's the videos there and you'll be able to watch it now and see how I react to bad internet connection. Uh, mm. that I will say as well, it definitely wasn't me when it ended. Martin was like, Oh yeah, it was mine. I was like, don't dob me in. He was like, Oh <laughs> He's disappeared there. It's like, mate, you look like you filmed this on a potato, but no, it was, it, it was lovely because, uh, it was th- loads of people. Uh, I know Felix from the fine cider company. Uh, he had it included in, in his Pamelia club box. So loads of people buying it from shops, uh, and loads of people getting it in their subscription. And it was just like a nice reminder that like that little connection of digital, is actually a lifeline at this moment for just social events. Cause that made that Friday for me of like a, of, oh, I'm having a drink and then we're having a chat and loads of people called after. And obviously it would be lovely to do that in a bottle shop or a pub next time. But I'm just thankful that we've got it here. And at least I've got good enough internet
0: connection that I can bloody do it. So, but uh, <laughs> well, I, but I think that these, that they're going to continue to stay. There was, there is something about the fact that, mm. that it is a bit of an event Instead of watching the TV or watching uh, watching a movie, watching that live broadcast between two, you know, friends, but also people at the top of their game, and that the the engaging nature nature of the the conversation and the and the bands, uh, it was really fun. And the number of people who are watching these things is is lush. And for something that basically didn't exist for cider at all twelve months ago, this is quite an exciting space. It's good fun.
1: Yeah, it's one of the things that we've actually taken from craft beer as like a. Oh, we do tastings and this and social events. Problem is with uh, breweries, the benefit they've got is a lot of them are in industrial areas. So people can travel to see them or it's a quick stop for them to go to their nearest city and hang out problem with cider it's usually country bumpkins uh, other than the only urban cidery hawks and then every <laughs> other one in the, Lo- <laughs> the london area <laughs> but it, it it's a good way for them to reach those people and it it costs nothing to just uh basically send some samples to someone else or get them to buy them or whatever and just do what we do here sync up have
0: a drink and have a chat that's it amazing thank you martin and what about you grant just give it a go, kids. Just give it a go. With that well, um, <laughs> what what? That was unexpected. Um, uh, are are you uh, are you feeling okay?
2: À la
1: volée. Oh, is it? Oh, d- oh has it been because of the changing weather? Is it like too hot, too cold? Is it is it tapsaf weather in Scotland still, Grant?
2: Did I call you a bird, or be like? <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, I don't, I don't,
0: um, I don't like uh, hearing Grant like this. He's, um, it's like he's undergone a personality transplant. This is, this is not, this is not the man we we know and love. It's uh, not our enthusiastic
1: shame. Scottish representative, is it? Is no. It? <laughs>
0: What's going on? Uh, oh yeah, you're not actually here, are you, Grant? Oh, you are doing the very important thing of opening up the Able Shop of. <laughs> there it is provisions um and a little bit of cider and perry tacked on the side lovely lovely stripped floorboards and um lovely glassware on the on on the doorframe as well um so big big love to grant he's uh, and to jay of course this is well i suppose it's like having a, a second child is opening up your own shop your own business it's pretty it's pretty intense pretty full on and hopefully the good people of Anstruther know how lucky they are to have one of you know what's going to be the finest provider of scampy fries anywhere in these <laughs> British Isles. For the US <laughs> listeners, Scampy fries are uh, a corn based, fish flavoured MSG soaked treat that turned me into man that I am today. <laughs> they take full responsibility,
1: do they? Not cider and Perry or Dimmock. <clears throat> nope. Scampy fries. That's, Bloody right. that's <laughs> well, yeah, if basically I I'm glad I I'm glad Grant uh is I was gonna say I'm glad Grant isn't here, but what I mean is I'm glad that he hasn't half-assed both. He's gone, I can't do this because I'm pouring everything into this shop. So guys, if you're in Scotland, go seek it out. And with well, the UK, when it all opens up as well, we're gonna go up there and we're gonna have a pilgrimage because yeah. we want the finest crisps. We want the finest <laughs> ciders we want the finest Perry's and we want it in the finest company. So hats off to Jay and grant on setting up what's going to be the best shop in the UK.
2: And what's that called again?
0: And that shop Scott is called a, thank you. <laughs> Good luck, Team Abel. All right, that's going to do it for our opening rambles. There's not much happening on CNN. That's the Cider News Network. (laughs) Oh, Eerie. Come on. (laughs) Not much happening on CNN this week. So coming up next, it's our chat and tasting with Cider George. It's time for this week's interview, and today we've got one of the bright young talents of British cider advocacy. Only a year out of university where he studied graphic design, this fellow has already worked for the likes of Crafty Nectar, Nightingale Cider, and the Discover Cider campaign. Sitting alongside a day job for a design agency, this cider fanatic blogs, judges, and has co founded the brand new Bristol Cider Club. Joining us at the Neutral Cider Hotel and sporting a slightly worrying moustache it's cider joe you (laughs) You can't insult the guest straight away go on well (laughs) you know i can apparently i just apparently i just did and (laughs) what can i say mate this industry, there's only room for one moustache. So, you know, let's... let's I might go for like a
3: goatee or something then.
0: There we go. There we go. I, I, I'm happy with that. <laughs> you and, get the um, friend
1: Durst. You just get oh, like the little goatee and hat oh. Oh. A cease
3: and desist very soon.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> George, thank you so much for joining us. Um, what a What a pleasure to have somebody as lovely and bright and vibrant as you on the show.
1: Thank
3: you for having me. It's been a long time coming.
0: Um, That's it. Look at that it's coming. <laughs> he's been in the industry for seven minutes and he's expecting a out <laughs> oh. <laughs> Limey. Um Well, better late than never, what can I say, George? Um I'm happy I'm happy to jump in, yeah.
1: Well, speaking of jumping in, has cider been in your life for long then? I'm assuming so. Um, I think
3: as soon as, well,
1: I would say 18 legally, but as soon as I was able
3: to drink, it was. What, c- liquid? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hang
1: on. As this. soon as you are able to drink, don't go liquid. on, carry on. <laughs> as soon as you came out. <laughs> cider. Ba-
3: I was baptized. In a in a big barrel, um, oh and, yeah.
0: <laughs> vintage. Well, as it happens, in the uh, in the 14th century, babies were indeed baptised with cider because in the UK, because the quality of the water was so poor.
1: Not the quality of the cider was so good. The quality <laughs> no, of the no, water. No. <laughs> It's all relative. Well, uh, let's put water under a bridge. And shall we crack the first thing before we just go in circles? I'm like, I've just asked him where where he's from, really. And it's gone like, well, actually, babies were (laughs) (laughs) baptised. So let's let's hear about where you're from, where you grew up. And we'll crack open our first bottle and then talk about that, George.
3: So, um, yeah, I jumped the gun and I've already cracked it. But, yeah, while you do that... Um, yeah, so I was born in Crooker in a little town in Somerset. Um, and then I sort of moved to Yeovil when I was a bit older, which is also in Somerset. Um, and then, so when I There's started. There's a recurring theme here. There is, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm born and bred on the mean streets of Somerset. Um
2: streets! <laughs> the streets! <laughs> <laughs> street.
3: Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, sort of went out with friends, drinking cider, and didn't even have eyes for beer until I was like. Got to uni really. I was like, I was oh, really? I was that guy in the friend group. Ah, like, oh, do you want a beer? I was like, no, no, I do not. <laughs> 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 so um, yeah, it was quite a quite a shock when I come, when I went to uni and sort of everyone was drinking beer and I was like, what do I drink in this pub that only sells strongbow? What do I do? Mm. But um, anyway, yeah. So raised on sort of thatchers, which is pretty pretty standard. And then I had, I had a Cheddar Valley from them once, and it's like orange. Oh, yeah. Orange goodness. And it's I, the, the, actually, I actually don't mind it. Yeah.
0: Sort of glowing, radioactive orange wall. Yeah, it wall. does scare people <laughs> off wall. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
3: um, yeah, that sort of got me in, that, that sort of made me realize there is more than just fizzy, cold cider. And mm. you can get flat cider, you can get different stuff. And that sort of led me down this path good, bad, whatever you want to call it. It's led me down this path. And um here we are.
1: <laughs> the path is going to lead back to Somerset because the first Indeed. thing we're drinking tonight is uh, the newt dry Somerset cider, two thousand and eighteen. So guys,
0: we've poured our little tasters. Let's see how it tastes. so this is pretty this is pretty intense and interesting actually. I'm not sure whether because it's had a bit of time to age and develop, but I'm getting some like geranium and some really quite bitter characters going on It's quite it's quite kind of heavy and intense uh, i like the fact that it's basically zero or minimal of sugar and there's a bit of fruitiness coming through but it's it's mm. yeah you know you, you you know that you're drinking something of substance and intensity and that's that's really quite pleasing this must be a really good um with certain types of food i would suggest cider
1: goes with food you've got to, you've got to at least give one food you can yes, <laughs> this this lunch. cider can be drank as soon as you've started drinking that's what yeah. we've found uh well when you said like quite he- heavy and big there uh, i was i was sipping it as you were saying that and i was kind of hoping that it wasn't this like overpowering thing but it's just got loads of body and it's carrying everything it just tastes like In my head, I was like, "That's smooth," but then the finish is like, just keeps going. It keeps giving. Mm. Uh, George, what are you saying, mate? It's never ending, like you said. It's um, (laughs) (laughs) it's like a German opera. I (laughs) gave never ending. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, I was really thirsty going into this. Going into this, and now I feel like I'm more thirsty after drinking this because my mouth is just so dry.
0: After mm. uh, the the other primary thing to note about this cider, as well as the contents on the inside of the bottle, is what is sat on the outside of the bottle. Because mm. George, this is your this is your area of expertise. This is your job. This is your profession, and this is your passion is around design and presentation. Well, tell us a little bit about what you think of 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 what the newt have done here.
3: Um, it's curious they've actually gone for a three thirty bottle. That's the one that jumps out to me straight away. Yeah, Um, I'm not, I'm not too sure why they've done that. To be honest, I know they've got quite a few different varieties and it might be good just to try a little bit of each of what they've got, which is fair, but I think they would benefit much more from, cause they, they go for that fine cider. They, then they call them, then the cider with a Y, what is the difference? <laughs>
2: Well,
0: we're all very, very lucky that uh, Grant isn't uh, able to be with us this week because he would certainly have some opinions on the matter. Uh, I I did have a conversation with the lovely team at the Newt um, near Castle Kerry in Somerset about about Cider with a Y for my book called Modern British Cider coming soon later this year. There we go. And it it was an expression of, you look back in the history books, and this cider with a Y was utilised and sometimes was pertaining to the finer end of ciders that were being produced. And that's very much what they are endeavouring to produce down there at the Newt. For anybody who's listening who doesn't know, the Newt is a very, very lovely and new experience. There's a a super swanky five-star hotel and a visitor experience. You can walk around the gardens and there's wonderful restaurant and there is this cider making facility and experience and they're really trying to make uh, absolutely mm. f- fabulous and controlled ciders.
1: how much have they paid for that advert <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
1: was like a full like tour head to their website but um w- we we were talking then as well you said about it being interesting that they've gone for 330 is is that because uh, fine cider is now synonymous with the 750 and do you think that they're actually just trying to get people that are going to get single servings because that small market is a very small market
3: yeah i think like their cider i think would fit best in a bigger bottle alongside a natural wine mm. with these big flavors and then you think like these little bottles you've you've got thing people like crafty nectar and um i think A couple others they they do smaller bottles and they're just like quite fun you take them to the park rather than and then but this just seems too big and too grand to be in a little bottle and i'm just not i'm just a bit confused by it but um
0: well to to be fair a large proportion of their volume does go into 750 mil and if we're being perfectly honest when i visited at the weekend I was too tight to buy three bottles of the uh, 750 mil. Wait, for you sharing. paid
1: and they get, you gave them an advert and you put, uh, guys, if you're listening, we got these from a random cider maker that we're not going to name now. Uh, so he gave was
0: <laughs> I was, oh I was, I was too tight to buy uh, the full price. So they do 750 mil and they do those, um, but but there is a significant portion of, of the ciders that they do in the 330 mil bottle. For our US listeners, that's just about 12 ounces. Um, but it's not in the sort of, yeah, as as you were saying, George, it's not about being sort of like fun and frivolous and easygoing and just put in the backpack and take away or go for the park. This is like a really serious, intense cider, hmm. but in in a, in a in a sort of pack format that doesn't necessarily kind of work for it so well.
1: Well, let's let's bring it back to the actual design. Uh, so first thing, I've just put it next to a bottle of uh, In Touch, um, and seen that the label height is only like a mil or so. Uh, smaller than that. So it's a bigger canvas space than it sounds when we say 330 mil bottle. But George, wh- why why would someone go for such negative space and just the logo in a market when it's kind of uh, either old f- like farmyard drawings and then new illustrations and kind of crazy madness as much as you can throw at it?
3: I think it's kind of like a happy middle ground, isn't it? It's like a um, yeah, you've got your... Your, your craft beers, which is absolutely wacky. And you've got your sort of, um, sort of paper bag looking scrumpy size. as like three X's written out, like some moonshine. And if you've got this in the middle, <laughs> it's just like,
1: <laughs> it's your good. summary of the market is so beautiful. completely wacky, <laughs> Paper bag. <laughs> this is in the middle here, boys. <laughs> uh,
3: um, so this is like a nice little classy middle ground. I'd say, I, th- I think it's virgin on, Personally, it is Virgin on the border of being a little bit boring. Mm. Um, If if you, I suppose it's
0: a fine line between boring and elegant. Is that? What?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Maybe maybe it's all this is all depending upon you know the type of consumer that they are endeavouring to reach, which Mm. maybe is not uh, uh, you know those who are um, coming from the world of craft beer
1: yeah if, if they're if you're going down to somerset and you go to this lovely uh place for a little holiday weekend and if you're expecting it to kind of be like a tractor or a, a sheppy pulling uh like a cart and all this and then you see this it might scream elegance but obviously mm. we're trying it in contrast now and we we're in the market and we we're looking at it from that angle so uh props both ways but Another thing that I've seen online that you're about, George, is information on the bottle. Um yes. So can you tell us why you are so, and does this meet your criteria? Um, I think
3: sort of the whole point of these new ciders and sort of trying to get people into cider mm. is, it's no good if they drink it, and but if they like it, and it's like, why do I like this? Or like, um, that's, that's going to be a good thing to know. <laughs> but like, so if... if If you come to a cider and and it's like, you have no idea what this is. It just says dry Somerset cider on the front of it. With a Y. With a Y. I don't have a clue what that is. I don't know. I don't know what that is. It just says dry. I don't know what is coming. I don't know what's going to come through on that. Whereas like um, sort of in my um, dissertation, which I think we'll maybe talk about a bit more later.
0: Let's talk about it right now. Let's go. Let's talk
3: about it right now. Um, One of the main points is that once you've got people into the craft cider industry you just have to educate them like go ham basically and um, Mm. sort of pulped in Somerset they are very good at this I had one of their ciders earlier actually and um, what what were you doing earlier? I'm not giving you a shameless plug
2: Ah yes, you can't
1: you can insult his mustache and then go oh plug plug my courses. <laughs> Love, Love me. We, Love we me. haven't even got a sound yet for them unless they're a magical course. Uh, no, yeah. So Gabe, can you tell us what what he was what he was spellbound by earlier?
0: Cider George was participating in the cider foundation course, as brought to you by the beer and cider academy, uh, facilitated by uh, Gabe Cook, ciderologist, author of ciderology and. And modern British either. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where where were the books? It was too fast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs>
0: also,
1: all those magic puns, and he didn't use the magic sound. I was like, uh, oh, it was so fast. I, guess, I, guess,
2: <laughs> I was like, different boards. I got to move buttons around.
1: Come sorry, on. Uh, sorry, but, i bad. So, so yeah, you would, you would. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you were telling
1: us about your dissertation before we derailed you.
3: Um, so basically, Pulped in Somerset, they have a small like Venn diagram on the site. Is it a Venn diagram? They have a small diagram. Sp-
0: sp- spider diagram.
3: Spider diagram on the side of their bottle. And then um, they've got six uh, titles, I think. It's Florality, Tannins. Um, what are the rest?
1: I haven't got the bottle to hand. I think Gabe mm. might actually know. Because, did, Gabe, did you? <laughs> <laughs> did you write that? Uh, well, I, <laughs> did did I, you help here? It, I am I
0: correct in this? Bit. I did help a little bit. They already had the concept, so I didn't I certainly didn't invent them. And the idea of the spider diagram for flavor profiles is something that's been around for a while. But what? But, but the idea for them to put it actually on the label for mm. cider is pretty in the UK is pretty revolutionary. So I just gave them my tuppence worth as to which as to which labels uh, titles to put on there. And it is intensity, fruitiness, acidity, sweetness, florality and tannin. And that's just
3: genius, isn't it? I think Mm. as a consumer, you know exactly what you are getting in that bottle. There's no, what is a cider with a Y dry? That could mean a various number of things. It's absolutely bang on and there's no messing. There's no messing. You know exactly what you're going to get. And as a consumer that doesn't have a clue, that's just come from beer, that's just come from wine. That's what you want to know. If you like an intense beer, if you like an intense wine or a floral wine, crack on, you're going to like this, this cider that's got, A big
1: yeah big structural finish well you you've said it there a few times where you're like you're coming from beer uh you're new to this uh is is that an important thing insider that it is approachable for everyone to you and also is that how you approach design no matter what the client is like it has to be approachable
3: yeah i think it's got to be as inclusive as possible um there's no sort of I think sort of making something very exclusive and very niche and very, um, sort of, I can't really think of the word, but just like very sort of in its own little bubble. Mm. I think
1: it depends what you're making really, but generally in touch two is out now. So uh, go by it, <laughs> guys, <laughs> we... read my poem <laughs> scribbled in my handwriting. Now go on, George, tell them how important it is to not, <laughs> not blow your own horn. it. <laughs> Please everyone. That's what we're saying. No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm being I'm being a novel here, but
3: <laughs> I think for the wider audience, it's very important to be inclusive and um educate at the first point of contact, which is the label.
0: What's this this is the thing, is the the the, the first taste is is with the eye. So many consumers are you know, it, it, either they haven't tried these brands before or maybe even kind of new to cider and they will be judging and assessing um, you know which drinks to purchase on the basic basis of this branding are there give me some examples of ciders currently in the uk marketplace that you think do a really really good job of selling selling their story and presenting their their liquid in an awesome way
3: um, The first that comes to mind was i'm'm I'm not too sure of like the success rate and how well how many sales they've got, but one that really sticks out to me in their story is Luke's cider. Mm, um, yes. Um, again, this is something that I, I've I've talked about a lot before, but it's sort of. Um, eat, they, I think they've made three batches now of their their canned range, and um, basically, each one is a story in itself, and it's comp- it's a three thirty mil can. It's just completely wrapped, and you could just sort of look around it, and it's it's just carnage. Something is going on. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's literally like it's it's kind of like a Beaver Town esque.
1: yeah yeah it's a splash panel in a comic of like uh, a vista of information in there isn't there there's like within that there's it's a scene in the foreground in the background Mm. hyper color like three four tone extreme color and it's like a lot of information but when you turn it and you hold it that tactile element of actually Mm. holding the product you notice more and more as you're there and you're probably going to notice less and less as you drink a lot of it
3: (laughs) Yeah, and that's the point. So, you, so you sort of, when when you pour it out and you're drinking it, you're sort of looking at the can and sort of picking up little storylines. And oh god, that guy's not doing very well. What? Oh, that guy's killing it.
2: That guy's He's
1: killing so that nice. guy. He's so nice. He's such <laughs> a nice Somerset boy. Oh dear, that guy is not having a
0: good time. That
2: alien's
0: that too much
1: just, of his cider? oh, bloody oh. Yeah. He He probably didn't have cider as soon as he could drink, did he? He's yeah. Struggling. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so Luke was actually, uh, he lived around the corner from the shop I ran in uh, Finsbury park in London. And uh, he turned up and it was one of those where, bless him, he's got this killer looking can. It was like batch one or batch two. But he was like, "Uh, hey, is the manager here? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I've got this cider. And I was like, yes. In a can. I was like uh, looking at it like, mate, you've you've jumped 10 leagues ahead of a lot of problems that people have because in beer and you've named them their beaver town, they made a big leap into can, uh, on the pretense of, uh, oxygen pickup and problems in beer that were solved by having a canning line. But, The thing is, you can put it in the fridge, you can crush it, it's lovely. If you've got a bottle-conditioned fine cider, that can be a barrier for some people. If they've like, oh, I shook it up, it was weird. So having something that was small, tactile, looked cool, and as well, it tastes bloody lovely, his stuff. Mm. So I was like, mate, this guy... This guy solved problems that I didn't even have to ask. So he was a lovely guy. He was a lovely salesman to come in and be like, I've got this product.
0: George, how do you, so following on from that, how important do you think cans, whether they be, you know, 330 mil, sort of 12 ounce, or, you know, as is the the more common sort of trend within craft beer, the 440 mil near a sort of 16 ounce, you know, how, how important are they going to be to the advancement of, if you want to call it craft cider in the UK? It's
3: curious because the 440 is, but you've been able to get Thatcher's in 440 for the longest time. Quite. And I've never really paid attention to it. But now sort of people like in Kent, really, it's only really started doing it like Nightingale and Rebel Root, isn't it? They've just started getting involved in it. And I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. But like you've been able to get Thatcher's and Strongbow in it for the longest time. Why is it now? Why is it new now? But it's hopefully it works out
1: is is smaller synonymous with quality though so that people like you can get Guinness in a 440 mm. um and it's actually part due to shrinkflation in that it's easier for them as a mass producer to go oh our can is still 150 and it's a 440 instead of 500 mil um but when a small producer goes from their bottles that are bottle conditioned into this like clean uh safe stable product that i don't have to keep upright in the fridge That's actually a game changer if it's going to be like a crazy flavor experience. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, that wasn't a question. I'm just. (laughs) 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 So. uh you're no, spending
0: it, too much time with me, my friend. It, it's yeah, a yeah. funny
1: thing though, because, like, in, in uh, we again bringing it up, Beaver Town, it was like a big push, and people were like, No, cans aren't like that. And now, most craft beer is in cans, and Cloudwater, one that went to the US, sort of a half, and 440 as an American kind of size was a good thing to bring back. But it's not necessarily that that pack format is amazing, it's that if there's ingenuity, and it's easily accessible, the marriage of those is what's interesting.
0: Definitely. So, George, if, if those are the examples of sort of great brands. Oh, uh, yes. Great design yes. work. <laughs> d- depending on how much you're willing to commit uh, <laughs> career suicide, tell us a little bit about, you don't have to name the brands, but you know those times and examples when you've looked at something or seen something and thought, what the effin' jeffin' are they up to? there there's some I see that you get them in like subscription boxes and that and
3: some some look nice and you get pe- you get people like dunkertons in it or or big names and next to it you've just got some like a picture of someone's dog and it's just in a square and it's got some microsoft word art on it I, i've got one in <laughs> brain i'm not going to say it
1: <laughs> go on go <laughs> i'm not, not going to say it have you had that product before or have you had something from that maker? Because there are some sh- shite makers that do that, but there are also some very good cider makers that okay, have that. Yeah, so- I'll
3: tell you what, I've never tried the cider. It, mm. it scared me off. I'm not going to go near it.
0: <laughs> are you scared of dogs? Is that what it is? You- Petrified. No, like... <laughs> did you get- did- last time I saw
1: one last time I saw one I was in a car I had to jump out I was on the motorway I was having
0: a freak <laughs> here we go what is that when you left your uh, speak pipe message for yes. us the other day, I week? was running
3: away I was running away from
0: a dog <laughs> well you sounded like you were walking down the A4 or something there was a lot oh of oh a car noise God. in the background anyway we, we diverged slightly so yeah, so, so, in. so so animal um pick art um from uh, windows <laughs> 1998 uh not so but, good but saying that there, there was one i tried a while back i can't remember the name of it i think it was called like
3: stones broke or something i think i can't quite remember but the label last year was god awful and i bought it on a whim because i wanted a cider and it was there and that i think it was one of my favorite ciders of the year and i wrote quite a um it was a bit scathing in in the way I wrote it I was a bit mean actually looking back but um, I just said how terrible it was and it should be better and then it's just got released now they've got new labels I don't know if they've seen it or what Mm. but now it actually looks
1: quite smart George, um, uh, you can, you can hear Tom Oliver groaning in yeah. laughter here from, I butcher,
0: I can him. hear a snort. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. But, the, and it's the point, it, it's, it's even worse. If you look at something and go, all right, that's got like a farmyard animal on it. I can, all I'm thinking is it's going to taste farmyardy and I don't want that. But if like you, you've cracked that bottle and you've gone, this is sublime and the label does not marry. That's even more frustrating. And I'm glad it, you as a someone who's in it as well. And I think more people need to do this, call out stuff that you don't like. Uh, Mm. If it's things that makers can change, like faulty products, this, this, and there or whatever, and you've spent money on it, private messages. But if it's something that's like they've put out there and they're confident with in the branding and you go, that doesn't reach out to me. You can say it. You don't mm. have to be nicey nicey on bloody everything. I think that's that's actually a problem with cider as well. Everyone's too bloody nice.
2: <laughs> so I'll step in and not be nice for a second. So George, uh, obviously the uh, U.S. is far superior when it comes to design uh, than the U.K. So mm. why don't we highlight some? Why don't we <laughs> highlight some? Hang on, uh, both Hang good on. and bad U.S. makers. If you have any uh, from a design perspective. Insider.
3: Um, how do I pronounce? Is it Ancho? An-
2: yeah. It is. Yeah. Yep.
3: yeah. Ancho. An- Anxo. <laughs> <laughs> um, Grant got some of those cans in last year, didn't he? And I got yep. some from, from Scrattings and they were beautiful. Absolutely incredible. And the fact like, the triangle is just like synonymous with every single um can they've got. And it, it just fits. You can tell they're in a range. And that... Actually is what I think that the newt are missing on their bottles, I will say. Um the newts all look very similar, whereas Ancho, they've gone big for like one shape, and they've just gone wacky colors, um, different type different type patterns, crazy, but you know that they all belong in one batch, and that's what I, I they're probably my favorite looking um package cider from the US.
2: And your least favorite?
1: Um, I think is it Eden? Eden. Style
2: Ooh, what,
1: what don't you like about that? Because, uh, I, I, I think it's a, a dated style of branding, but I like that it puts it in a sense of time and place for me. But what don't you like about it?
3: It feels like it's out of like a 1970s
0: Argos catalog. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well, uh, and f- so for our US listeners, that is a. Well, kind we're still of,
1: subscribed oh, after the uh, episode oh my- with Eden.
0: <sighs> Uh, home <laughs> homeware homeware and uh and the home yeah it's <laughs> <So> a small <laughs> version of Walmart, like a very small kind you. of thing, but Jesus christ well uh with, well, I think it is probably is it maybe just the case that it didn't have enough dead people shot by aliens on it is that is that what we're saying no George? like you, the, you
3: can go for subtle and you can go for classy, but I just think it's got the ones I've seen anyway, just have a lot of brown on
1: it. are there any makers that you know that you can? synonymously see quality with and it doesn't have to have three tone color aliens on the package
3: well, yeah that that, come, that comes back to like, oliver's and people like that doesn't it
1: if um, only so everyone had a small ginger man shouting at them on instagram <laughs> every day they released a bad label thank do you better, you're welcome better. tom yeah i think we all need that we all need that i think <laughs>
3: Can you do like a subscription service where we just pay you like $5.99 nine a month and three times a week you pop up or something? Like, do better.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. I, God, I don't
2: mind being... Can you imagine? <laughs> He's been doing it for free for so long. Why not start making money off of it?
1: Hang on, you mean you're paying me? I've been paying people. T- let me tell you how bad you are. Okay,
2: well, follow, no. f-
0: following on from that question, I suppose my question would be, if you do have a a self-proclaimed traditional cider maker that doesn't want to doesn't necessarily want to or need to reach out to urban, younger, contemporary consumers. They're happy servicing the people within a sort of more local community or they're in sort of more rustic traditional areas and they are making that rustic traditional drink. Is it more appropriate for them to brand their stuff in a way that features apples or tractors or orchards or talks about things in ye olden days? Is there anything wrong with that?
3: I think you've got to play to your market to a certain level, Yeah. I guess yeah. If if their market is exclusively yokels,
0: is if, well, I didn't call them yokels. <laughs> I think you did that. That was
1: if their market is just degraded, yeah. nothing.
0: Yeah. Oh yokel! N- I'd consider myself yeah, yeah. a yokel. So. <laughs> With that moustache, you are certainly. God, blimey!
1: Gabe, I've never seen you on the attack. God, you're, you're like there. a There's peacock. You're like a peacock seeing some like some other big. Like poppy peacock, and you're like, "Well, I, my my tail's way fancier than yours." <laughs> <laughs> that's the top of the episode, I can old. feel it. Oh, you know when you hear it leave. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so how how like uh, the yokels element there? Uh, how do you yeah playing to your market is the actual yeah. question. Let's well,
3: yes, ring so, it some cider makers they don't want to be in the supermarkets. They don't want to again have this young contemporary market they are just happy plodding along and i guess that's absolutely fine there's there's no harm in that and what they make is still great i've seen quite a few cider makers that just haven't changed up in a while and i still drink their cider but um again if it's, it's those people that want to be um more well known and then sort of still quite they have crap labels that's when i sort of see it mm. last like, oh, a bit when they're really trying to branch themselves out and reach more people and then they fall flat on that. But if they're not trying to do that, then crack on, I put a tractor on it. Go crazy.
1: Do you, do you think it's easier for other products, uh, in the way that a lot of cider makers are just one man bands? So like with beer, the turnover, everything included, and this and the other, but also it's easy to have like an online presence and be on Instagram and have pay someone to be your social media manager and be engaged. Is it easier for beer to have teams that are usually bigger and to be plugged into a local community than it is, say, a farmer in the middle of nowhere trying to get his product out and not really caring if it gets to London?
3: Well, there's the case in it, I think beer makes more money than cider, doesn't it? Mm. So can they necessarily afford a social media manager a place in city centre to flog their cider, a tap room? Can they do all that? Like the actual logistics of it, I doubt it. To, yeah, be, yeah. to be honest. Um like there's one cider tap room in Bristol, if I'm right.
1: And uh. Soon to be two, soon to be two, uh, but yes, definitely one guaranteed. And then, do I said,
0: "It's not mine. I'm not opening one." I realise that sounded <laughs> yeah, like. like is, are you, is this some fantastic new news? What's, <laughs> no. what's going on? <laughs>
1: oh, no, okay. In touch will be on tap. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm <laughs> That's
0: that the there. name of the bar. In touch. <laughs> oh my god, it sounds amazing. Oh god, no. Well, actually, George, you've you've got some big news, haven't you? Coming uh, coming this week. It says on your Instagram currently, uh, and by the time this is broadcast that something new is coming what what, what's what's fun what's vibrant what are you changing up
3: um so at the moment all i do really is reviews and um now i've sort of moved to bristol and i love the city i want to sort of shout about that a little bit more Mm. so i'm going to be going to places events bars pubs tap room um (laughs) tap room singular (laughs) (laughs) tap room um and shouting about it and telling people where they can get great cider in Bristol and just do, do more of like, now I can go outside. And we, we all can go outside. Do more mm. of that like sort of, I want people to be able to go down my feed and sort of use it as almost like a tourist guide. You've come to Bristol, mm. what do you want? Yeah, this cider at this place, this bar, go there. So that's what I want to try and do, really root myself into... um. Bristol.
1: Well, you said yes we can. Uh let's bring it back to cans. Uh I've got two in front of me. One thanks to you and I've given you one. So we've got here Nightingale's cans which we mm. didn't have branded. We actually had yes. just silver tinnies. That's but also right. speaking of silver tinnies, I've got an Oliver's Perry here still. Uh, mm. and I wanted to talk about the difference in branding with you. Nearly dropped mine. I want the fucking <laughs> 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 oh, i'm gonna have to get that clip of video my face oh, <laughs> in touch touching cloth now i tell you that so <laughs> nightingale cider uh part of the cider yes campaign and then oliver's uh i've got the perry here i think you guys have the cider or perry i don't know which one you've got the cider i have the, der- I've got the
0: perry of the dirt just not in my hands
1: so what what's What's the difference between these for you? Because they're both minimal text-based labels. Um, One of them's gone landscape, and one of them's gone
3: portrait. Well, one of them's gone up the can, one of them's gone along the can, and I think one definitely works better. Um, Cider has gone sort of from... from... (laughs) Cider. 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 Um, They've written Cider up the can from the bottom to the top whereas oliver's cider has gone around the can and it really obstructs legibility you can't read it mm. you can't read it so you've got i've got live dur here
1: yeah I've, I've got liver i've got liver yeah liver <laughs> um, liver, liver but but that is if you've if especially if you're uh, in a can section of a fridge in a bottle shop And the cans are all stacked together. And if there's a little uh, cider section, heaven, heavens, thank if we do actually get one and not just one line in a fridge. You've got cans all together. You're not going to have a single can or a triptych of cans to show the whole thing. So, do you think it's a big consideration to have where it's going to be presented? Because we've all summed it up, but that just says liver, doesn't it? You're in (laughs) a fridge. can, Can of liver. Can't <laughs> eat liver, but his his whole thing, and we said it. His branding's amazing. Yeah, his whole thing is it's Oliver's cider. You know what you're getting because it's always quality. But even though it says Oliver's cider, you're only seeing liver. If I so to... you prefer liver to cider?
3: No, I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm saying I prefer the cider to to the, the what Oliver's have done because you can't mm. like you've got a really picture where you're going to see that and i think oliver's at the moment they're in bottle shops and places like that and they their bottles work but this in a fridge you've got to imagine it it's going to be next to loads you're, you're not going to read it i've got ollie's mm. ollie sid here what even is that
0: but 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 does but to an extent does that not the fact that you can't quite see everything Is it a tactic to get the consumer to reach in and to twizzle the can? So what is that actually saying? What is going on there? Then they look at it. They got it in the hand. They pick it up. Oh, before they know it, they bought it and they're drinking it. Mm, possibly, because if they see, obviously- you're all going. You're all going no, either by <laughs> shaking your heads or being polite. In George's case, and you go maybe. Po- but positive, no. You possibly. didn't even address how are you. I dealt with that. You- <laughs> well, well, you just gave me the moody stare, so that I was like, oh shit. It's like you give me the death rays. Like okay. But yeah, yeah, George.
1: George, tell us more about why why people might pick these decisions when d- going into a new package format for a cider. I'm
3: not too sure why they've gone for this on Oliver's Cider. I'm not too sure. Admit, like what Gabe said, if they do see it and they do twizzle it and they, oh, oh, once I've twizzled it enough, oh, it is an Oliver's, maybe I'll get it. Whereas if they see this Nightingale, it's uh, they've got three colours, aren't they? Red, blue and orange. That's going to stand out right away in my eyes. And you can see it right away, Nightingale, or if you're the other way, Cider. Um, and you know what it is straight away. There's no sort of, there's no barrier between that Mm. so if you go up to it you have to twizzle it around that's friction to you buying that can or even picking it up whereas nightingale straight away like bang this is cider this is what you're getting buy it now please right right now
1: wow um That's it. Tom, you've done wrong. George has told you. Uh, There's new blood on Instagram shouting down the old boys. But speaking of the old boys, uh, I tried, I really tried uh, to give us um, some hex, but I've mistakenly fucked up and given George some Dunkertons, which... I mean, out of all the problems, it's actually not a very bad problem Like to have these two makers. But these represent, I guess, a more traditional pack format in a nice way. So I've got Hex Brown Apple Cider here, and it literally has big old bold font and a big old apple on it. Gabe, which one have you got?
0: I've got the Port Wine of Glastonbury, which similarly uh, has traditionally made Somerset Single Variety and a big old apple on the front of the label.
1: And uh, George, what have we got here? Um, I've got a bottle of Dunkertons. I'm not too sure
3: how old it is.
0: It it it's old enough so that there has been a rebrand in the interim period since <laughs> there has that been bottle since, since 2006. Uh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to open this. this is a bit, it's
3: a bit old aged. But, um, but I
1: like, I like that label. That label looks. Re- <laughs> if I saw that now, I'd be like, they've gone for a strong typography. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of negative space like that to me is like uh, what I would want from the new, if that makes sense. Mm.
3: Yeah. For those that can't see it, it's basically brown because um, it's called <laughs> brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's 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 the classic End. of the of, <laughs> of, of, of the of the football match. Uh, and for those of you watching in black and white, uh, Manchester United are in the red. Like, hang on. <laughs> well, this, you know, it's called
1: Browns. It's brown. That's all you need to know, really. Brown is also a famously beautiful colour that just like...
0: Never that, like, a frown with like, golden We've got brown. We've got
1: orange, pinks, all this, and it's like brown. dull paper brown. <laughs> like, it does. Oh, the way you sold that, dull. <laughs> I saw that as this nice, like, modern take on tradition, and you've just kneecapped it there. It does, it does look like an
3: advert for like a an old supermarket, doesn't it?
2: It does. I mean, I think compared to, compared to what you were talking about before, if that's on the shelf with a Luke cider or something like that, mm. it's going to look very boring.
1: But I think the thing is, with beer, that to me reminds me of The kernel, that kind of like mm artisan hand paper. And it's why every organic food shop you go to, they use the brown paper bags. It's not because they're environmentally better or cheaper or anything like that. It's because it's the illusion Mm. of artisan and small. And yeah, yeah, that's the, it's that linked image for me. And I looked at that and was like, that, that tells me something. And Dunketons don't always use that color.
0: So it's a purposeful choice. I wonder whether cider makers are, are, are being so, um, what's the word you know knowledgeable about their choices in this kind of way or whether am i am
1: i seeing the forest in the trees or rather am i not seeing the forest in the trees am i talking about how nice the trees are? what color have we not
0: done on label so far done, all
1: right so when it was a foxwell we used that foxwell color
0: what colour for browns yeah (laughs) yeah
1: I, we're doing the Butt Perry next. What are we doing for that? <laughs> Ooh,
0: moving on, moving on, moving on. <laughs> um, I suppose, George... You know, we're having this chat, this 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 the opportunity to have this conversation about about branding, what we like, what we don't like, what what's cool, what's contemporary, what's a bit old fashioned. Most important thing is that you know, compared to let's say four years ago, Joe, you know, just how much has changed in that time in terms of the number of products and the brands and just the the full sort of range of, of playfulness. It's it, you know, the branding has got to be in a better place than than where it was a few years ago, don't you think? No. <laughs> George, that was pretty okay, damn Yeah. <laughs> uh
3: absolutely you you can't have an absolute incredible cider these days and just just live off of that. You have to have mm. the whole package. It's gotta be it's gotta be everything. I'm sure um, there's so many more cider makers and and more conversation about cider. I think being able to actually stand out or even just stand up to everything else let alone stand yeah, out yeah. you've got to up your game I think which is what Dunktons have done since
1: this brown label <laughs> <laughs> again I like it I feel that's like was getting a gig uh, the, uh, before before we go I'm going to say that I I uh, got on my table tonight a couple bottles that I like the look of. Uh and two of them aren't from the UK. One is Group Hug from Brutes, uh, which Gabe actually put on Sunday brunch as something new and upcoming insider. Um, because it just looks like a storybook on meth. It's madness. Like and the <laughs> tones, everything. And I'm colorblind I know they do a lot of green and red, but I look at it and I'm like, that it looks cool, <laughs> even if I can't tell the difference <laughs> between the colours. And then the other one, uh Abel of uh they sent me a brutal which it's super simple but i think it just stands head and shoulders above the others and then last but not least there's a bacchus skin contact (laughs) one with a (laughs) hand label but no uh yeah is there is there anyone yeah is there any cider that you recommend people drink good or bad branding aside but are there there two or three that you would say if you're listening to cider george these are the ciders to pick up
3: um I one of my favourite well my, I've done two top 10 ciders of the year because I've only been doing Instagram for two years and mm. both years Pilton Cider have won so that's mm. saying something one of them was unfortunately in touch oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 there you go <laughs> Uh, well if if anyone comes on and plugs your book and says oh, I loved it I read it you feel good so I feel good now but that's there <laughs> alright alright
0: yeah up,
1: up the touch yeah. that doesn't come <laughs> across up, well up, up the touch
0: <laughs> Ooh, dear yeah <laughs> Um, but oh. I'm going to dis- dis- distract from that by saying so then, George, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year as we start to open up uh, and, you know, br- break through the lockdown kind of period? What are the events or activities or things that you're really, really looking forward to?
3: Um Sider Salon is right at the top of my list. I am, yeah, I went, I went two years ago, the last one, and I, know, I knew no one. And I went there and I went around on my own and it was actually quite sad actually looking back
1: and I'm looking forward to doing it again I'm going to go on my own
0: again I don't want to I'm not going to speak to anyone <laughs> hang on hang on I'm going to I'm going am I'm going to interject oh here God. and say that's that's not fair. That's not true because yeah. you and I had had yeah. our first com- yeah. conversation <laughs> about three months prior. And when you turned up, you you, you come over to and say hi. I'm cider Georgian. So we said hello. And we had a photo. He knows what merit.
1: That's what he's saying.
0: Oh, oh sorry. There we go. I know no, you're right. we'll keep moving on. So well, okay. you know, that, that, that was your first foray into the um, into the warm embrace of the cider community. Martin was generally making that sound on that day, so he won't remember anything from you either. And I tell you what, my friend, as a measure of your commitment and dedication to the joy and the world of Cider. The, the subsequent time I saw you after that was at the um uh was at the the uh, Cider running the hawks, oh, round of
1: the hawks oh, no, event let's not talk
0: about that and well we're going all I will say because I can't remember if you did anything embarrassing what I will it's, say well,
1: no no quickly I know he was sticking stickers on his mates. That's he just kept <laughs> doing it. It was very odd.
0: <laughs> of course. Is he still sticking stickers on his mates? Anyway the thing that I Knew was that you had you were still at uni in Plymouth at the time, uh, and you'd caught a bus at about three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning to get to London to then have a day of drinking lots of cider to then catch a bus back home again that very evening. And I just yeah, yeah. George. <laughs> the the, the, the dedication because wasn't just it wasn't just to go somewhere to get kind of tanked up. You could have done that in Plymouth. This was your dedication to meet people and to research and just to kind of revel into it. And just like everybody um, that was there and that I sort of spoke to, it just you can recognise when somebody's like, yeah, that's these are the people that we want working for cider So you're you're already a really important integral part of our uk cider scene and it's just really exciting what's going ahead so thank you my friend thank you very much (laughs) pleasure (laughs) so for people who want to know a little bit more about cider george uh, what are the best handles and places for them to go and check you out
3: um i think it's only instagram so at cider george underscore and you'll find me and hopefully soon you'll see what is coming soon
0: so, so, so hang on. Why have you got an underscore? On this is there another side of George somewhere? Know. Then you had to do an underscore to side of George is taken. <laughs> no, no. There's another side so, of George somewhere.
1: What's worse is George. All the fans of that side of George are going to be tuning in, going, "This is all a lie. This, this fake. This is side yeah. of George underscore. This phony." I've
3: listened to an hour so, of this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For the wrong guy.
0: Yeah. Oh dear oh my George. Thank you so much for joining us uh we're just uh, an absolute blast. Thank you so much and your 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 insight and your level of articulateness around sort of branding and design is something that um I will be heeding certainly and will certainly heed if I were ever to bring out my own brand that isn 't sausage flavored perry so thank you very very much great to have you on the show and look forward to seeing you in the flesh sometime soon cheers my friends thank you very much cheers Cheers. and now it's time for some listener questions Martin what are the good patrons of the Neutral Cider Hotel asking us this week
1: well I asked them. It was a double flip-around reverse. It was a Nuno card. Oh, take that. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, you go. Shoo. Shabam. Boom. Good night. Hello, how are you? But how are you? <laughs> oh, okay. What?
0: Mm. No, but... but What's my name? Oh, well, shit, it's
1: all gone wrong. It's Mr. George Cider, they call me. Uh, We said more in that minute than I think we said in some episode. Uh, (laughs) So I said, tonight we're discussing branding on the show. Uh, What is your favourite branding when it comes to cider? And uh, we've had some good responses. Um, So... I will say we've started off here. The underscore cider verse said funk cider, and I can't remember. I think Albert from Ross and Y doesn't like funk, or does he like funk?
0: Does he like funky? He, he is not keen on the term funk. Uh, maybe, or maybe the term funk applied to Ross and Y cider. He doesn't think they're funky. He thinks that they are fruit-driven, and that's the impression of the. Microflora
1: Well The underscore Ciderverse May be talking about Cider Maker That I don't know But I know that Albert is a renegade Of funk So Brum Cider Club They said (laughs) Artist Draw Cider Have the most Beautiful labels Out there Um, I know that uh, We spoke about them On the show before And Grant Has actually been in touch And Pomboy Has said Brutes Is inspired Revel Cider 2 And then said Floral Terranes, terranes, floral terranes in New York as well. So that's floral t e r r a n e s. How are you pronouncing that? (laughs) Terranes, floral (laughs) terranes. What the?
2: What the?
1: Yeah, I I read it, and I was like, I've had a few. I don't know what that is. (laughs) I will Google it in a moment. So, bright side of life. I like clean and simple, but with shitloads of color. Well, that isn't a brand. You've just given me a shopping list. Moving on, Mr. Underscore I Underscore B Ross Ross. On why? Uh, that's wither why. Uh, and then my wife, uh, Hannah. Hello. She says, "Hi, Hannah. Why are there always pigs on cider bottles? Would love to know where that originates from." Gabe, any history on shit branding?
0: Well, I don't know about shit branding, but about pigs. Uh, pigs were certainly. Uh, commonplace within orchards you know that being the the multi-use landscape you've got the trees and then you've got livestock underneath and in fact the Gloucester old spot pig is also known as the orchard pig and the old legend goes that it gains its dark spots on its pink skin from the apple falling on the tree onto the pig there you go.
1: Cool. so animal abuse on all levels. There, honey. Absolutely. Uh, there okay.
2: And by the way, I think the I think it's I think it's pronounced floral terrains. T e r r a n e s.
0: Well, that's not that's not that's, not how, <laughs> that's not how you spell terrain. No, <laughs> that's
2: not how you spell terrain. But that's how it could still be pronounced.
1: Well, for anyone listening at home, we're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> You're never wrong. But, never no, wrong, no, absolutely. the artist is always wrong, mm. and will pretend he isn't. So, finally, it is from the man who is responsible for uh, liver. It's Oliver's underscore cider. He said, "Leaving a mark." Now, I'm not sure if this is a cryptic thing, or if there's a cider called "Leaving a Mark," but it just <laughs> seems very... Who's Mark? <laughs> yeah oh hi mark uh, i just read it and i was like you know what i don't need to research that because if you if it isn't all contained in there and i have to work for it there's a problem and i think that speaks to a lot of bad branding so uh leaving a mark who knows well uh after that we're leaving the branding behind we're done so i believe we have a speak pipe scott Ooh. who who's who's left us a message?
2: <laughs> The lovely Gemma has uh, reached out to us a few weeks ago. We're a little bit behind on our speak pipes. And here's her message. Hey, Gemma.
0: Hi, Gem.
1: Hi, guys. Um, So in light of the recent positive news on the um, easing of lockdown restrictions, are there any cider-centric events this summer um, that you would recommend us trying to get to? Cheers.
0: Oh, nice to... Nice to hear Gemma's dulcet tones. They're leaving us a message. There are, well, you know, it's all slightly uh, still to be seen exactly how things will pan out. But we very much hope that there will be some events happening this summer, certainly from a UK context. Mm. The first one I've got in my diary is Brew London, which is uh, normally it's at the Truman, uh, the old Truman Brewery, but it's taking place at the Printworks in London. It's very cool and contemporary, mostly beers, but there's a load of ciders there, too definitely want to check out if you're within london but i think the event that the majority of people are waiting for is of course the cider saloon <laughs> aka <laughs> colloquially cider salon uh, in bristol taking place on saturday the 14th of august plus a few days of fringe events beforehand
1: yeah Um, well, I think a lot of people responded to the, uh, Instagram that I put out. I basically said, as the world opens up and cider events are on the horizon, which ones are you looking forward to? And, uh, Jake Casey 24. So Jake underscore Casey 24 said Biffy Clyro, uh, not cider salon, (laughs) but obviously hanging along from a certain episode, uh, Bill Bradshaw cider saloon and the after party. Um, yes. And I believe he was filming some parry things with someone. Uh, he, re- was,
0: he was, he was, he was, he was, he uh, was. And, um, Bill is actually quite, um, uh, a big fan of drum and bass. And I believe that he's being asked to, uh, procure either being the DJ himself or maybe somebody he knows to, um, to ensure that the after party is, Absolutely rocking and rolling. I'm sure that'll be the case after everybody has drunk a copious amount of cider, no doubt. Well,
1: uh, Cider Sleuth says Bristol Cider Salon and then Big Old hands And the Caledonian Cider Factory said Cider Saloon. So we're as ingrained (laughs) in the humour as we can be. And Eleanor in D.C. said, time to research what's on in the D.C. area. Apple, apple (laughs) beer.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, Thanks, I Eleanor. Even, yeah. <laughs> I
2: don't know why I did the voice.
1: <laughs> I was like I was going <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, look, just to distract from you for one second uh, pertaining back to Ryan of the Caledonian cider factory he's not only excited about it because it's an awesome event and not only because he's going to be attending as a punter but he is going to be there with his ciders so the good people hmm. of England and of Bristol will get the opportunity to talk to the man firsthand, ask him about eating of leaves and putting you know, whole branches into barrels and to, you know, taste these amazing ciders. And that's what the Cider Salon is all about. Awesome opportunity to meet great people and great cider Do vendors. you
1: know what, though? I think that's a good, that's a good kind of like mark in like line in the sand for us. So if we need to see how many people at the Cider Salon say ding after they mention you in your book and we need to ask Ryan at the caledonian cider factory how many people actually refer to his cidery in the correct name mention (laughs) spiders or actually (laughs) ask him if he's going back to tackle and bake like i think we have a good point in time to go all right we got this cider event coming up how many of how many people in the industry actually give a crap about the three of us uh, and Grant, who isn't here, uh, in a room. <laughs> <laughs>
0: quite, quite right. And although Gemma's question pertained to what's happening over the summertime, if you stretch that a little bit more, then fingers crossed there are going to be some other events too. Uh between the 2nd and the 5th of September, good old Ross on Y, Cider and Perry. They have a fantastic festival on the farm, go down and camp. And it's it's just it's chill. It's m- some music live in the barn. Obviously, there's all the Ross and Y ciders, but they invite about a dozen other cider makers to 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 showcase their wares as well over the course of the, the Saturday. It's classically just such a lush do, and I think it's increasingly becoming a place where cider makers come to hang out as well. And also over in Northern Ireland, in Armagh, they've got a Food and Cider Festival, which is hopefully taking place between the, the 9th and the 12th of September this year. There's a great little cider scene um, in that part of the world. Huge numbers of apples grown, some fantastic cider makers. Uh, whoa, so whoa, do, uh, whoa, whoa. Let's,
1: let's jump on that. Uh, I'm not asking for an extensive list, but are there any cider makers that stand out that you could either get in that area and people might find out about through the show or a lot of uh, people in England, Wales, and Scotland might be able to find anyone that you're no, recommending
0: you? I mean, uh, or just over the border from Armagh into Antrim, you've got tempted cider. I think they're, they're my favorite producer from Northern Ireland, Davy up Richard. um, Apple grower and great cider maker, utilizing uh, dessert fruit, uh, Cookers Bramley are the sort of famous thing within that that part of the country. Um, so you've got the nice acidity. He's also got access to some more tannic driven fruit as well, and his dry, I think, is just a classic. In fact, they do feature in uh, ciderology, uh, and there's a very high likelihood that they'll be featuring in modern British cider too. I suspect too, but also <laughs> wait, big wait, wait, wait. were they
1: in the were they in the translation of uh, mundo del Cidro? They, Which is the Transylvanian version? If you're going to listen to my accent. <laughs> 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 I want <laughs> to drink yeah. your cider from
0: birth, yeah.
2: like George.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, oh, a big shout outs <laughs> to Long Meadow Cider as well, and to mciver's and also to the Armagh Cider Company. There, is, there is there are some great producers out there, and as ever, it's all about sort of access and opportunity to get a hold of them, but do Google them, do check them out, see what you can find and, you know, just celebrate this fantastic range of ciders we've got.
1: Access and opportunity. You've just given me more of my shopping list. That's and the more people that know about those kind of things, the more people that search for it, the more people that buy about it, uh, the more people that talk about it, it constantly feeds into it. Cause I know a lot of the time we say, Oh, these, these areas are great. And it's just nice to not hear the same sort of five cider makers on loop. uh, Absolutely. On the outside
0: and for people on the other side of the atlantic there's obviously there's a huge number of events and forgive me for not knowing every single one of them but certainly the the range of cider summit events which are particularly prominent in sort of San Francisco and Portland and Chicago do check out uh, cider summit NW.com, to see whether those events are taking place obviously we're still in a slightly challenging time and scenario but those are well worth going to if you're interested in sort of just dipping your toe into the world of cider or want to just taste all these different produ- uh, range of different products absolutely fantastic awesome. and if you're in New York New York Cider Week is, uh, well, it's a very long week. It's the 15th to the 31st of May. Uh, it's one of those <laughs> American weeks in the Big, big Apple, big. see? The apples Big, the week's big. you the week's big. bigger and better, haven't you? Jesus. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this is the biggest of week I've ever fucking <laughs> <laughs> had.
0: That's, that's a fortnight minimum, surely. Um, uh, taking place across the city will be uh, a load of fantastic events, I'm sure, too. So go check that out. Beautiful.
1: Well, I, I mean, they've got beautiful cider. Have they got working calendars? Who knows? But um, <laughs> I, I feel a bit envious. Uh, Who cares? But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just really pleased that we're in a position now where we're actually talking about events and all these producers that we're talking about that have got great branding and they've got the product. People are going to be able to drink their stuff and start getting into pubs, start going out to like festivals and that and actually engage with cider in the way that we've actually been dreaming about for the
0: last bloody year. Absolutely. Looking forward to all of that. So there we go. That's it for another week. Special thanks to Cider George for joining us for a great conversation. We had a great time. Grant, any final thoughts?
2: Does it matter what we think? (laughs) You know, like, get out of here.
0: Get out of here. There you have it. And if you enjoy our podcast and want to help, please spread the word about our beautiful Neutral Cider Hotel. Tell all your friends about it. Encourage them to listen. You can also follow, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. It really, really does help. And please find and follow us on social media we're at neutral cider hotel on insta and facebook and neutral cider pod on twitter as always you can visit us on our website to listen online or share episodes at neutral cider lastly but not least please do reach out and leave us a voicemail we love to hear your voices leave questions or comments at speakpipe.com forward slash neutral cider hotel chaps for another week thank you so much Cheers, what's out, we'll see you next time. Later.